welcome back to Grow Ahead. And this is going to be our third episode today. And we're going to talk about our own health uh, journeys, stuff we face, what it means to be healthy, and how to invest in your health. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah, this is uh, different for us because normally we film in the afternoon or night, and today we're filming during the day. So it's a change for both of us. Yeah, it's uh, actually kind of nice. So um, it's a little bit quiet around here. I didn't have to go to my office today. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. It works out better. Yeah, this might have to be our new thing. <laughs> Except I don't know how it is there today, but here it is freezing. It's like 16 below. So oh, yeah, it's like negative four here. Yeah, it's horrible. So I am not happy about that, but that's okay. <laughs> I have my coffee so. in my gold in my golden girls cup. So <laughs> all right, you can go ahead and start. Alrighty. Um so different uh health issues that I face um or <clears throat> things that I went through um, started early on, like in my life. And I would go through these different things and, you know, didn't know why I was going through it or like what it meant. And uh, around 12 is when I started uh, throwing up like bile really bad and just having this pain in my side and I didn't know what it was. And it would only last like you know, a day or two, and then it would just go away for like, you know, another year or so. And then it started to progress and it would be every six months and then it would start happening even sooner than that. And then I'm like, this isn't, you know, right. And then it wasn't until uh, New Year's of, when was that, 2011, I want to say. And uh, I had uh, I had drank a monster and uh, later on in the night, I just, it was like the pain had just gotten so bad. And um, then I just told my mom and I was, I was just like, you know, I think we need to go to the ER. Like, it's just too bad. And it, uh, we went there and they had told me, you know, like there was something wrong with my kidney and like, they didn't know what at the time. They're just like, you know, something's wrong. It might be stones. It might be this. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, we go to the doctor and everything and um, they tell me that like my kidney, I was born with like a deformed kidney where it just, it doesn't drain properly. So one kidney, you know, would drain normally and all come out and like liquid it would hold and whatever. And essentially what the other one was like is like, you know, filling up a water balloon, but instead of releasing it, it's, it's holding on to all of it. Okay, what's that called? Do they have a name? Um, yeah, they call it like hydronephrosis, like when it does that, like where you're holding in liquid or and it starts to like swell, so to speak. Okay. And, um, but it wasn't until, yeah, that same going into 2012 now, um, you know, where they started doing more tests and different things. And then, you know, they were like, uh, you need to have surgery. Like this isn't, you know, it's, it's not functioning properly and you're not, you know, able to process different wastes and different things like it's not filtering through um so I was 16 and uh I got this surgery and the surgery was only supposed to take eight maybe nine hours at the most it took 13 oh and 
yeah and my mom was just you know she was at the hospital but she just yeah at, at that point was just like you know like what's going on like trying to get a nurse or the you know sure. to figure out like that shouldn't take this long right so what do you know what they had to do to your did they have to remove part of your kidney like what what did that surgery look like do you know so it was um the robotic surgery um so it like in terms of incisions and stuff like that it wasn't as bad as you know getting like your whole side opened up or anything like that sure. but um they told me the part of the reason it had taken so long was because um like a normal kidney you know is smaller or whatever and because of how swollen and just like damaged it was getting it was like the size of a softball like inside you know on one of my side so they were like you know we had to get you know, really figure out like what's going on. And then, so I guess what they did was they took the ureter, which is, you know, the part that is connected to the kidney and the bottom sort of, it looks like a tube. Right. Um, and so they were saying they had to reroute it. So what, to where it would drain. Okay. Like as normal people, it would just, you know, drain the way it is like mine, they had to do all this stuff. And then, you know, they had to put clips and different things in to keep it in place. And, uh, and then they put a stent in as well to try to drain some of that. And uh, then we, I go back, you know, for a follow-up after all that, and they take the stent out and, you know, they're like, hopefully this will fix this. And, you know, it, it just got worse from there. And uh, I went to a different doctor at that point um, and they, didn't want to touch me just because they saw in like x-rays and stuff they're like there's still clips in here like and you know I don't know if they were supposed to stay there or they weren't and like that was all messy and like I didn't know um what you know you you go into uh, a doctor or you go into a surgery or anything and you think you know you go in there hoping like this doctor went to school, you know, you're trusting that they know what they're doing and, you know, that they're going to lead you down the right path. And right. so um, at the time, you know, like our insurance wasn't good and, you know, they didn't take, yeah, like send you to good doctors or anything like that. It was just, you know, what was available, who, you know, offered certain things and whatever. So it, it, it more or less was just frustrating because you know, I'm in pain, I'm going through these things, I don't know what's going on. And like, you know, they kind of were just like, after that surgery, like, we don't know what to do. And so, um, yeah, I went to the next one. And then with that one, they told me they had to, um, there was a vein or an artery, like, like going across, like where it was supposed to uh, drain. And so they had to like reroute that and move that. And then, you know, it was like, just the worst surgery. And it, it was worse with the recovery. And uh, moving around and everything it was just like like no one feels great after surgery but this was just like wow like I just you know I'd rather just be asleep at this point yeah did they was that something where they like physically had to like cut you open and go in to do or was that also um you know more robotic uh that one was robotic too okay and like the worst parts of it were like the stent like and just like dealing with that and trying to you know use the bathroom with the stent and getting it removed and like you know it almost caused more pain like having the stent in but I got that you know it was supposed to help drain everything yeah um and not 
to interrupt, but I just wanted to say like for anyone who's listening that doesn't know exactly what kidneys are supposed to do, they're supposed to take any toxins that are in your body and it's kidneys are essentially a great big filter. And so um, when your kidneys aren't working properly, you're not getting toxins because we're all exposed to toxins all the time. So whether they're from our outside environmental, like, you know, the air, the soil, whatever, water, um, or stuff that we're using in our own homes, laundry detergents, uh, certain foods that we eat, um, all of those things, everything that you use can have toxins in it. And so the kidneys are supposed to like be your big filter and get those out of your body. So if they're not working right, I mean, that can cause all kinds of health issues. So, um, you know, you had the kidney stuff going on, were you suffering from other health issues, like maybe joint pain or, you know, whatever it might be, um, because your kidney, your one kidney wasn't functioning properly? So I didn't have, I guess, a joint pain. It was just like, you could tell like certain things or like right before it would stop, like, or having an episode or something, it would, uh, like, being dehydrated because like even in like getting like drier skin or acne or different things because it just you know I, it wasn't getting enough hydration in like with the kidney because it's just holding on to all this waste it's not getting anything new yeah. and so I noticed that and then it was just certain foods and different things I would notice would make like the pain worse or make it feel you know like stabbing or like a jabbing pain it would you know and so like having a lot of salt or having um, red meat and certain things like just, it would really just aggravate it. And so I got to a point where I was just like, you know, no matter how good this tastes or whatever, it's just not, it doesn't make me feel good anymore. Right. Um, so when was your last, is, are those the only two surgeries you've had um, for your kidney or have you had more stuff since then? So I think like major surgeries, I've had like four and then the other ones, like maybe five or so, um, were like minor ones where it's just like putting in the stent and like, that's all they're doing kind of thing or stuff like that. But the other ones were like, you know, hours long or, you know, extensive, so to speak. So I right. guess lucky in that way that it wasn't more of those like extreme surgeries. Sure. So, um, you know, when we're not feeling good, right. Um, that can wear down last week, we talked about mental health that can break down, you know, um, your mental health quickly, um, did like, what kinds of things, you know, um, did you go through because of you and you were going through this at a young age so like you know how did that affect your life as a teenager you know were you missing a lot of school were you you know like what other ways did the kidney issues affect your life so the kidney issues like it, like school is a big part of it and um it got to a point where it was like either because of appointments or surgeries and stuff like you know I was already you know getting pulled away from school and stuff so we had to set up um how they phrased it it's uh it's like where um you do school at like home but uh you know obviously for whatever reason like sickness or whatever and they kind of work with you um but it just it, it felt like 
terrible because it was um it was happening during my junior and senior year um and so you know i didn't get to do a lot of things like you know senior picnic or um even you know graduate on stage you know with everyone else and so you know now you know people can kind of relate to that you know in the last year or so that you know because of covid and not being able to do that and so in that way i kind of relate to those people right now because it's it does suck and you know when especially when you put all this work in and you know you were involved in clubs or activities and whatever and you can't showcase that you can't be you know show everyone hey i'm proud i did it you know and it, it sucks yeah um so one of our kiddos graduated in 2020 um and there was no graduation i definitely think so i think they were definitely disappointed in that there not being a graduation I think your situation might be a little bit harder because everyone else was graduating and like going on stage or whatever, like at least these guys, it was a collective, no one got to, you know? And right. um, so I definitely can understand why like that would be, you know, difficult to, you, you're watching, you know, all your friends and, you know, whatever. And you just didn't get, you don't have the same memories of graduation that everybody else did. So, um, so I feel bad that you were going through all that. Um, I probably say this in every single one of our episodes, but you are seriously one of the most positive people I've ever met. Like um, anyone who just knows you personally and they're, you know, on Facebook every day, you're posting things to motivate other people. You're um, making video. You're just always, you know, like even on bad days, you're looking at the bright side of things. So um, how, how did you get to that point? Like what made you decide, like, I'm not going to let this, you know, um, like all of these things that are ha happening, you know, like break me and get me down. Like, what was that? What did that look like for you? Like, how did you determine like, no, I'm going to keep choosing this instead? Um, so I guess I had to like go through more of the kidney stuff and like surgeries and everything like that. And you know, it was hard to like not, you know, being there for school and being there to graduate and stuff. And, you know, even after that, you know, I, I was hit with more bad news and, you know, going to school, you know, now wasn't a thing that I thought I would be doing. And, um, and then, so I was trying to find a job, you know, in the midst of, you know, between surgeries and all this stuff. And it was just, and nobody wanted to hire me and you know they were like you know well you've had this many surgeries how do we how do you know or how do we know that you know this won't be an issue or this is going to be something that comes up and i'm like and i told them just you know honestly like I, I even me i don't know like you know and i all i can tell you is you know this is the person i am and i you know despite everything i've been you know faced with and all the challenges like it's still important to keep going and like yeah maybe my situation isn't the same as everyone else's but you know i guarantee you that i'm still going to work just as hard if not harder to you know prove that to you right um over it might even be longer but definitely over the past year um you know even just watching you on social media you have made a complete transformation um, you know, like you can tell that you've just taken control of your overall wellness and can you talk about things that you've been doing differently and how you're feeling today versus how you felt even a couple of years ago? 
Yeah, um, a few years ago, like I just, I, I think with um, what was going on health-wise, what was going on, um, you know, socially or lack of, you know, social stuff just because of everything going on and, you know, family things and different situations. I, I did at one point just feel, you know, like, not why is this happening, but just, you know, like, like, have I proved like my, my work, I guess. And like, have I, have I done enough to get to where I need to be? And like, you know, in those moments where you're faced with like, you know, you're like, I'm putting in all this work, I'm doing all this, the right things. Like why, why is nothing, you know, working out? And it took me, you know, being sort of like resourceful and sort of just trying to figure out and pinpoint, okay, well, what can I change? You know, what am I doing right now that like I could do differently? Like maybe changing this one thing will make this thing better. And it's, you know, just trying to like figure out and, you know, pick at different things. Like, okay, maybe if I change um, watching this kind of content or watching um, how this person, uh, you know, is towards someone else, or instead of like, focusing in on, you know, all the times I've been in the hospital or whatever, like, like, what about all the good days I had? So I guess it's a little bit of self-reflection, but also um, just kind of choosing to, you know, make changes. And like, sometimes you don't know what those changes are, if they're right or they're wrong, but you got to like, just try it and see if that'll, you know, make a difference in your life. Absolutely. And are you feeling better? It, like today, you know, on a regular basis? Yeah. So I used to, um, like almost even after all the surgeries and everything, like I would still like almost maybe weekly, if, if not bi-weekly, like feel like, you know, some kind of kidney pain. And it was just, it was just there, but there was like no reason or anything. And, you know, when I really started looking at what I was eating and, um, even taking this, uh, cleanse that I started um, a few months ago and it has like apple cider vinegar and other you know natural things in it like peppermint and like those things like help and like apple cider vinegar you know is good for detoxing and doing different things to your body so and once I started tar that type parking taking that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like on a regular basis where it was you know like weekly and you know doing that, like that helped too, because it was like, I'm putting more of the good things in and you know what I mean? Instead of putting more bad stuff in. Absolutely. And like you said earlier, you know, of course there's a lot of things that taste fantastic, but, um, everything that we put into our bodies on our bodies were, they do one of two things. They either feed disease or they fight disease. And so, um, it's very important to, um, make sure that, you know, in order to get like, you know, to your goal, like whatever your overall wellness picture looks like, you have to make sure that you're choosing things, you know, that fit what that looks like. So, um, you know, of course, French fries probably taste way better than Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts, but you know, to, to most people, probably not. But, um, you know, picking the Brussels sprouts has so many more advantages, you know, to you know, your body systems and how they work. And of course, like I said, French fries taste great, but you kind of have to choose like, 
you know, either way you're picking your hard, right? So it's either hard to, um, to live because you're in pain and, you know, suffering through all of these things and you're eating the foods that you want, or you're picking your hard of getting rid of the things that taste great, you know, all the time or whatever, um, but are, are choosing things that make you feel better. So, um, you know, like choosing your hard, which one are you going to do? Well, you know, obviously you've picked like, I want to feel good because even though French fries taste great or, you know, not exercising is more fun or, you know, whatever it might be, um, it was affecting your social life and your, you know, just how you felt about yourself and, you know, wanting to get up and go do things. And it was affecting it on so many levels. You were having a difficult time, you know, socializing with your friends. You were having a difficult time finding a job. You were like, all of that plays a role, you know, in how you think of yourself. And then, you know, your thoughts can completely change your health as well. So um, I just from watching, I'm so proud of like, like just from the exercises that you've been doing and the way that you've been eating or whatever, you physically can see the change in you. So um, you, your body has changed. Um, you can tell that you're even more peppy than you were before. Like, you know, you just, um, yeah, you have done a lot of work and I'm sure, you know, everyone who's super close to you is proud of you too. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing to watch you, uh, go on this journey. So as hard as it might be, you are definitely a great inspiration to other people. So I hope anyone who is going through some of that can reach out to you and, you know, even just ask like, you know, what are the things, the specific things that you've done? Um, because I think you definitely can help people um with that so way to go thank you <laughs> I feel like you're 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 always just like not too nice to me but you're just too kind like <laughs> <laughs> it's true you'd put in the hard work like you really did like it it has been I mean it's noticeable it's like hugely noticeable so I just go click on, you know, some of your posts and pictures from, you know, even a year ago, um, even though you were still very positive and whatever, it, your journey has just like taken that to a whole new level. Um, it's just amazing to watch. So definitely celebrate that. <laughs> so, and you haven't had to have surgeries or anything like that. Like, it's been nice to see you staying out of the hospital. I mean, with COVID going on and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you've been really healthy and, you know, I'm not saying you haven't had any, any days that have been bad, but in comparison, um, definitely, definitely a difference. And that is fantastic. Not a lot of people have that in them to truly take hold of that. So. Well, and, um, even with, um, like management of pain and stuff, like, even that changed in when I was going through everything versus now. And um, around that same age, you know, 16 was just like this whole year of uh, just being exposed to all these like answers that, you know, I guess I was looking for or didn't know. And like, you know, it was being um, told, you know, you have anxiety, you have a, you were born with a deformed kidney. And then, you know, and then I got hit with, um, you have spondylolisthesis. Um, so, and that is just, uh, 
it has to do with your spine and like the discs are like not aligned. And so it, it can push into nerves and do different things. And sometimes it can curve. And so like, especially when I was younger and in schools, those, those awful metal desks where the little chair connects, like it was just terrible. Yeah. So have like from the exercising and the change in diet and all that kind of, has that helped pain with that? Like, is that reduced? Um, I noticed like pain overall, like throughout my body is not as bad as it was like even, you know, five years ago. So I think it has helped. And like, I got this, uh, this like, it's like a ball thing. It like, it's like, it looks like a ring kind of, but you know, like it's, you know, nothing's in the middle or anything. It's just a ring and yeah. uh, it helps with like stretching and yoga and stuff. So I'll just like lay backwards and it kind of stretches my back out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry, my dog has been in pain. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So and like, so you sit on that, and um, that has helped too. Yeah, that helped your posture. Yeah, and so even with posture, because I like because of the chairs in school, and like just other, you know, me just like slouching over sometimes. Like I got this. Um, it, it's like a back brace but not it's like a velcro like thing that like you put oh. it's almost like putting on a backpack with like the um the little uh what do you want to call those <laughs> like uh, straps I guess yeah yeah and then and they like, tighten. yeah and then like you can either like in the front or the back like tighten it and it's got like a cushiony things but it like helps with posture and it was like 20 bucks or something but it's helped Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> so very nice. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always try and work on. Um, I've always been a sloucher. So I'm always like, <laughs> that, I think that got like just drilled into me sitting in school bored all the time. But so now I'm constantly trying to work on it. And like, I have to like physically remind myself, you know, no, nope, sit up straight. <laughs> um, so um with you were saying um that you know by changing you know diet and all that kind of stuff um you know it has just taken your overall wellness and you were honest and saying like I might not be pain-free all the time but it's definitely you know it's made enough of a difference where it's worth it to me and um I think so many people need to hear that that there might not be miracle cures out there and you might not feel fantastic all day, every single day, or, um, that, you know, it took your body a long time and like, it wasn't acting properly for a long time. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, to, to start to feel better or to be on this like better path. And so I think people just need to hear like, you know, don't give up, like these changes will start to, you know, make a difference. And, um, uh, you know, one of the things that you said, you know, before you know, were talking about, you know, the doctors and whatever, if I, so um, I work with, I mentioned it in the last podcast, uh, I do a support group for families who either the people have HSP or their kids have HSP, which is an autoimmune disorder. Um, one of the things I tell them all the time is do not be afraid to question doctors. 
Um, I understand they went to a lot of schooling and um, they're very, very intelligent, um, but they don't know everything. Um, it, with as many things that are out there, it is in, it's probably close to impossible to know every single one of them. And, um, you know, like if one doctor is viewing things in this way, you know, based off of things that they've seen or learned or whatever, um, just questioning them can get them to either talk to other doctors or, you know, look into things from a different point of view. And every single person's body is different. And so you might have, you know, a list of symptoms that are all similar to somebody else, but like at the same time, you know, just having that, um, like the insight, you know, you know, your body. And so I think so many people are terrified to ask questions of doctors and, um, you know, it's not, it's not a disrespect thing. It's not, um, you know, rude or anything like that. It's just, um, it is okay to, to question. And so do your own research. Like every time you go in to an appointment, you know, um, so like my personal, like big health care, I have been a very, very healthy person. Um, my whole entire life, I've like really haven't taken lots of medications or anything like that. Um, and then in November of 2019, um, actually it probably started in about October. Um, I, I got really sick. Um, I don't get colds very often. Um, but I, I got really sick and, um, um, it kind of took me back. So when I was a little, little kid, um, I used to get bronchitis really easily. So, um, like that part of my life, like it was like every winter, I just knew I was going to get bronchitis. I don't know why I was an asthmatic, um, sort of, um, like I wasn't like a regular asthmatic, but like when I would get a cold, it would, um, you know, kind of trigger that. Um, but that was like the only thing that I ever really dealt with, um, growing up. And, um, once I hit, I don't know, maybe 13 or something like that, I just, it stopped. And, um, like ever since then, and like, I just really haven't had any issues. And like I was saying, I don't get colds or anything. So, um, in October of 2019, I got this horrible, horrible cold and, um, uh, like I was sleeping like 22 hours a day. Um, I could barely breathe. Um, it was off. So I went to the doctor and they were like, you have pneumonia, which was just odd. You know, they gave me antibiotics. It did not go away. I had to go back in again. It was the third round of antibiotics. Um, they also gave me, well, they gave me like a Z pack, but then they gave me something else like a steroid or something. Um, and that's when I started to feel better. But, um, you know, I was sick for probably almost a month. Like it was just, it was bad. And um, I got better and I went back to work, you know, and I just kind of thought like, you know, maybe my body was finally catching up with the fact that we had just gone through Cody being really sick. Um, so the year before he had got, was diagnosed with his autoimmune disorder. And so I thought, you know, maybe my body's just broken down, you know, from all the stress of that and whatever. And so like, maybe that's why I got sick. Um, and I went back to work and I was suffering from these horrible, horrible headaches, but, um, like 
sometimes when I get stressed, I definitely am like a migraine. Like I can feel like a migraine or whatever. It doesn't happen very often or whatever, but this headache was just very, very different. Um, it was in a specific spot on my head and the pain was so unbearable. Like I had, I don't know. I I've given birth to children without pain meds. I have a tolerance for pain. Like I can handle this was horrible. And, um, like I just kept working, I kept working or whatever, but I was in tears. I was like physically crying at work because it was so bad. Like the light hurt it, like, but it wasn't like, I, it was one spot in my head. Like I went to the, when Chad took me into the doctor, cause my mom called Chad and she was like, you need to take her in. I don't know what's going on. And you know, they just treated me for a migraine. They're like, oh, you've had a migraine in the past. Like, you know, once <laughs> so it's a migraine and they gave me I don't like taking I don't like taking medicine they gave me this migraine cocktail and it made of course it made the pain go away like I think I think it had morphine in it of course the pain went away <laughs> um and they sent me home and uh, as soon as the pain meds started to wear off it was it was there and it was bad and um I, Chad wanted to take me back in. So the very next day he was like, we're going back in. And I was like, no, they're just going to tell me it's a migraine. They're going to give me pain meds. I'm not, no, I don't want pain meds. I just want this to go away. I'm not going back in. So the Thanksgiving we were of that year, we were at my sister's house and my head was so bad. And normally we spend the night and whatever. We just kind of hung out for a little bit. And then he's like, well, you know, we're going to go home. He's like, I'm taking her into the ER. And, um, he took me into the ER and thankfully he, the person who was like in the ER that day, you know, they were like, well, look, you know, you've been dealing with this for a while. So, you know, we're going to do some other tests. And, um, Chad was very like, you know, please do as many tests as you can. You know, he was totally advocating for me and thank goodness that he did because they wound up doing um, an MRI and they found uh, a blood clot in my brain. So um, the blood, blood clot is in a very rare place. So most people get blood clots in arteries, mines, and a vein, and it's in a rare spot in my brain. So not very many people get them where mine is at. Since it's in a vein, they cannot operate. It'll definitely cause damn like brain damage if they do. Um, so I went from being someone who doesn't have to take medicine ever to now I have I'm on a blood thinner and um, they originally put me on um, just a low dose blood thinner. They sent me home. Um, you know, uh, I was in there overnight or whatever. They did some tests and. Um, they sent me home and, uh, I, the pain in my head was getting worse. And, um, so Chad took me, he's like, now that we know what it is, I'm not screwing around. He's like, we're going back. And they did another, um, they did a CAT scan and another MRI. And in like three days it had grown in size, um, even though I was on a blood thinner. So, um, they admitted me into the hospital and I had to, I was there for about a week. Um, and I was on, um, a heavy duty, uh, blood thinner that you only, I forget what it's called. Um, but you only can be on it in the hospital cause they really have to monitor you. Um, so, um, they had me on it for a week and like, just trying to get everything under control before they can send me home. Um, and then, when they finally released me, they um, 
I had to start taking warfarin. So they had to bridge me from the blood thinner that I was on in the hospital to the warfarin. So um, Chad had to give me shots in my stomach um, when we got home of the the bridging blood thinner, which I felt so bad for it. Like I, I couldn't do it myself. I could never be diabetic. I would die. I could never be a drug addict. Like there's no, I couldn't, I couldn't give it to myself. It was horrible. So he was so gentle and he like did all the shots. I had to do them a few times a day. Like it just sucked. But, um, um, so I was on warfarin for a long time, but, um, my team of doctors. So like I had a hematologist and I have a nephrologist and, um, uh, you know, like I truly have a great, you know, team. I really like my team of doctors, but like I was telling my hematologist, I was like, you know, cause with, when you're on warfarin, you have to get your blood levels checked constantly. So, um, once they get it stable, you know, your dosing stable, then like once it's stabilized, you can, um, you can slow down how often you're going in. And, um, I had to get mine checked once a week because if they made any adjustment like so my blood level had to be between two and three and um if they made like the smallest adjustment a half a pill you know anything like that um i would drop below two and then if they increased it by half a pill i would go up above four and like they just could not keep me between two and three so I wasn't allowed to eat any green vegetables because vitamin K um, plays a role in how your blood thinner works. And so I wasn't allowed to eat green vegetables and like that I love, you know, that kind of food. And so I was just like, this is just awful. Um, and so I had to be on it for almost, well, it was about eight months. Um, and then they let me switch. Um, they did another MRI and saw that it hadn't grown um, in that eight months. And so then they allowed me to switch. And so now I'm on, um, Zorelto every day, which is a low dose and I can eat, you know, my vegetables and whatever, but, um, ultimately they're just waiting for the clot to affix itself inside my vein, um, so that it can't move anymore. And that takes a little bit of time, but, and I never knew that that was even possible. Like, you know, cause that was one of my biggest fears was like, oh my goodness, what if this moves? Um, my brother, had a stroke from a clot in his brain when he was 14. And like once in a while I see people say things like, you know, oh my goodness, like, you know, I have these symptoms going on, but my doctor said that, you know, someone this young can't have a stroke. Like it's impossible. I'm like, it's not impossible. Like I physically have seen that happen. Um, so um, clearly there are some sort of, you know, clotting disorder in our family, but um, uh you know, it's just a, a thing of like making sure that you are staying on top of everything. But when I first was diagnosed with it, um, I had that, like you were saying before, like the questioning of like, why is this happening? I, I do all, I don't smoke. I, you know, like I do all the right things. Like, why is this happening? And Chad, one day we were in the car. I was, I was going through a hard time. Like I literally, when this, when I first was diagnosed, I literally cried for a few days because of course like I mean I'm a mom and I was like if I died like what the hell you know my kids need me um and uh um so it was really hard on me like for a few days and um you know just being in and out of the doctors and the hospitals and whatever um like one day Chad fell asleep on the couch we had just gotten home 
from the hospital. It was like 2 a.m. He fell asleep on the couch next to me. And like, I just lost, I was crying and he like woke up and he's like, oh my goodness, like, is everything good? Do we need to go back? And I was like, no, like, I just like, why is this happening? And you know, like, why do I have to deal with this? And you know, whatever. And he posed a question and he was like, okay. He's like, tell me what answer someone can give you to the why, why is this happening? That makes it okay with you that it is happening. He's like, what? He's like, what answer could you get where you're like, oh, okay, like I get it. And I'm like, but there isn't one. He's like, then stop asking the why. He's like, stop torturing yourself with that. You know, he was like, there's not an answer at all, no matter what. He was like, that you're going to get where you're like, oh, okay, now I totally get it. That's fine, whatever. He was like, you need to focus on like what we're going to do to make sure that going forward, you know, we're doing all the right things to, you know, support your body and to, you know, whatever. And that conversation changed my outlook on it completely. And, um, you know, I was so thankful that he, he was being different than ever. Like everyone else was like, you know, are you okay? Are you like, what can I do? You know, whatever. Like, I didn't have answers for that. Like, you know, I was scared and, you know, like as, kind as people were being like, there's nothing you can do. Like, I, I didn't even know what to do for myself, you know? And so when he posed that question, it just totally, I was like, you're right. And so, um, I started doing a bunch of research. I, um, talked to my friend who's a, an ER doctor and she's, so she's an ER doctor. So she's, you know, very, you know, big on modern medicine, but she's also into natural um, medicine. And so like I was talking to her and she was like, I have something I want you to try for your headaches. Um, it was an essential oil. Cause like, I can't take, because I'm on a blood thinner, I can't take ibuprofen and I can't take a lot of the over, I can't take over the counter cold medicine because that messes with my blood thinner. And so, um, you know, if your blood, uh, can't coagulate, you know, and say you cut yourself shaving, um, you know, you, you literally could bleed out in like when you're on a blood thinner, like, so you have to be really careful. Um, so you can't take other things that have thinning agents in them. So, you know, a lot of that stuff is just off. Like I can't touch it. And, um, so, uh, uh, she was like, I have something I want you to try. And it, it's um, an oil called, uh, an essential oil called past tense. And it's a blend. It has like peppermint and eucalyptus and whatever in it. And I am not kidding. Like you rub it on your spot. It's like, I can put it directly where it hurts. I can put it on the back of my neck and it's like tingly and fantastic. And it helps. And it's amazing. And it just opened my door to like, you know, yeah, I can take my modern medicine that my doctor's prescribing, but I can also do these other things that can help me. Um, and by incorporating these things into my daily life, um, you know, like I take some supplements and I take my vitamins and whatever. And, um, I have finally gotten to a point, like I was suffering from headaches because the clot's still there. I was suffering from headaches every day. Like, um, and they would be like disabling. They were so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get off the couch. Like I had to sleep. It was the only way that I felt any relief. Um, and I, as a mom, um, you know, and especially as a mom, but just in general, I don't like the feeling like they would give me painkillers, um, you know, like, uh, oxycodone or whatever it is. Um, they would give that to me. Well, I can't take that. Like, I can't be 
like a zombie and take care of my children, you know, like, and it would mess me up, you know. I so, brought that up because like, that's even with like surgeries or different, you know, pain, whatever I was going through, everyone would always be like, like doctors and stuff, here, some Norco. And I'm just like, you know, like these, like these painkillers, like, you know, that's a something like a lot of people in the country either have or you know have a greater chance of becoming addicted to and I didn't think it was helping like the root you know what I mean cause of the pain like yeah it's supposed to help but it's just yeah like you said I don't want to be a zombie I don't want to be dependent on you know this medication and it's scary to me like how easily you can become addicted to something like that and to me I would rather suffer through pain than put myself in a position where all of a sudden like you know without without like the choice of becoming addicted like you know you're just trying to feel better and now all of a sudden you have this other issue like I just I don't I don't want to mess with that and so I wouldn't take them and the doctors would be like well you know you have a prescription of them I'm like I've told you I'm not going to take it like I don't even want to fill it like I you know I don't like how it makes me feel and um so yeah I have started doing other things like exercising. Um, I have, um, I've done research on foods that can cause inflammation in your body. Um, so, you know, white breads and pastas and things like that are a contributor to inflammation. So I don't, um, once in a blue moon, I will treat myself and have, you know, whatever, especially if I go somewhere and that's what they're like, you know, serving or I don't want to be like horribly difficult. Um, so like I'll give in the kids made dinner, um, a few days ago and they made some pasta and they used obviously cause they just eat regular. So, and I wanted to try, you know, I mean, they made dinner, so I ate a little bit, but, um, other than that, like I, I'm really good about making sure that I'm not, you know, eating those things because when I'm not eating them, I feel a difference. Like, um, and if I can feel it in, you know, physical places like my joints or my gut or whatever, like then I know it's helping everywhere, you know? And so I'm very big on making sure that I'm choosing those things that help support my body. Uh, it's not always fun, but <laughs> uh, it's definitely worth it to me because I, you know, like being a parent, I want to be around. I want to see my grandkids grow up, but well, I don't have grandkids yet. I would like to see my kids have grandkids and, you know, watch them grow up and be part of it. And, you know, but, um, it's not easy. It's, you know, like you have to be really mindful and like, no, I'm not going to have that, you know, and it's not so much like, cause a lot of people are like, well, don't, you know, don't cut yourself off from the foods that you love. Well, it's not so much like, I'm not doing it to diet. I'm doing it because I know that my health needs it. And, um, it's just way more important to me than it is for someone who wants to lose five pounds, you know, like, you know, like my life depends on it in a sense, you know, so. Well, and it would be like, you know, if somebody had a peanut allergy, even if they like peanuts, it wouldn't, you know what I mean? You can't just go, Hey, have some peanuts. Don't deprive yourself because like, they know they're going to go into anaphylaxis. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, I like, it's exciting for me to learn about how our body works. And, um, you know, like one of the things I've learned on this journey is how our gut health plays a role in 
our health overall. I mean, from our mental health to physical health, our gut is kind of like the master control center on that. I would have never known that, you know, before this journey of everything. And, uh, you know, that's, it's just really fun to learn about. And then you can see like all these things, like, um, you know, different medicines that you take and, you know, antibiotics it, like that screws up your gut health and then you can get all these other things that happen and if you can just take care of one thing you're like at least assisting your body in functioning the way it's supposed to so um uh yeah that's one of the things like you know if anyone ever wanted to do like a one-on-one meetup or whatever i would gladly teach people about you know gut health and how i mean there's a lot to talk about in that but i would love to it's one of those things that I'm just passionate about and I love sharing it. And so if you know anyone who's suffering from autoimmune disorders or, um, you know, like just health issues in general, um, I would gladly just look me up, send me an email, whatever. I would gladly like chat with you about that. <laughs> so, so um, we talked about like what we think in our own de- definition of what mental health looks like and what mental wellness looks like, but Um, And some people think like being healthy is, you know, being thin or being uh, this way or eating this food. But to you, what does it mean to be healthy or truly healthy? Oh, that's a really good question. So um, I definitely think it's not tied to, to weight. Like, you know, so you can be a size two and have a million health issues, um, especially depending on you know, how you're a size two. Um, but, uh, I would say that like my definition of healthy would be like a complete picture. So it would include your physical health, um, your mental health. But I also think that, um, like your social wellbeing is part of that. Um, as, as humans, um, we are like, we're designed to be social creatures. And um, I think for me, I believe that the rise of things like obesity and mental health issues and whatever is coming from um, a world where we are like more separated from people, Um, you know, like, I understand like when my kids play video games, for example, I understand that they're talking to people on a headset, right? And they're communicating with people, but we need physical touch. And when you isolate yourself, you know, even though you're not isolated, like you're not alone, um, you're not getting the same, like physical touch sends like endorphins and whatever into your brain. And that's what helps boost your mental health. Um, And I think, the like environment in our world that we're creating today, we're starting to eliminate some of those things. Like um, we need someone to touch our shoulder or rub our back or give us a hug or whatever. I mean, um, we just like, we truly, our body is designed to, to need that. Um, and um, I think, I think that the three of those things go together. So physical, mental, and social. Um, and I think you need to work on all three of those parts in order to be defined as healthy. Um, I don't necessarily think healthy means like free of disease. I think it just means, you know, um, like that overall picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think being healthy overall just means like not necessarily like a certain size or certain, um, I don't know, fitting inside a certain bubble, like, you know, like I'm, you know, a fitness something or, you know what I mean? Like, like, I guess like, like, it's great if you're an athlete or you do go to the gym or um, things like that. And that, you know, that boosts your health and helps you, but like, that doesn't mean like you're necessarily healthy if you're, you know, doing that, going to the gym, whatever, but then you're drinking uh, beer all weekend or you're, you know, eating chips all day. Like that's, it. it's kind of just, it, it's helping, but it's not, you know what I mean? Exactly. I read a thing um, the other day, actually, that just ties into that, what you just said, is that you can't outwork a bad diet. So if you, no matter how much you're exercising and whatever, um, the damage that poor food choices, you know, does to your body, you can't, no matter what, you can't outwork that. So like they have to go together. Yeah. And like, I read somewhere that like, uh, I believe it's 80% of like, of weight loss is just diet alone like which is crazy like you know and how you know so many people put the pressure on like you know no work out six days a week and then you'll lose weight and it's like the two have to kind of coincide here like you know like you have to eat better but you also have to put in more movement and more exercise to get you know where you want to be and to be healthy over yeah, overall yeah um chad and i were talking one day and this was before COVID. And I was like, um, I think we were out with some friends and the wife and I, we were talking, we were saying how um, famous people have it so easy because they have all the time in the world to exercise. And like, if I had that kind of time, I would be skinny too. Well, fast forward like three months and we're struck with COVID. Well, we've been home. I'm still not tiny. So it's definitely not a time issue. It is uh, like, a laziness issue <laughs> so yeah um I definitely think that we need to like just kind of change how we think about things because I think we automatically assume well if I had this then I would be this so um it's not like if I was skinny then I'd be happy like you need to figure out how to be good with who you are at this exact moment and then find ways to you know make that better and, you know, you can't just always be like, you know, well, someday, someday I'll be happy. Someday I'll be healthy. Some, like you actually have to be okay with where you're at right now and find a way to love yourself and then take those steps to get to where you want to go. And I agree a hundred percent. And I think a lot of it too, is just being resourceful and yeah, sure. Like a lot of us might not have, you know, the kind of money celebrities have, but like, you can still exercise with like stuff you have laying around like you know soda cases or um even like furniture and stuff like lifting that or doing exercises or stuff like that just like thinking outside the box like you know maybe you can't afford exercise equipment right now and until you get there just using what you have around you exactly and i think other things come from like you know just eliminate fast food you know from your diet and <laughs> Um, you know, if you can, um, like just make it a point to make more meals at home. I mean, 
things like that just can change. And if you say you're like, oh, well, I don't have time to cook every day at home. Find one day in the week where you do have time and make your week's worth of meals and you can free stuff. Like, you know, granted that might not be how you want to spend, you know, a few of your hours one day, but um, if you're really trying to do best, stop making the excuses, like, and find a way you do have time. It's just a matter of, you know, working it into your schedule. And even for me, like when I, you know, I, I obviously work and, you know, so do you. And um, so life can get busy and different stuff, but sometimes what I'll do is like the night before, if it's like, you know, chicken or something and like, you know, let it, you know, defrost and all that. And then, you know, before I go to work, get put it in the crock pot with like whatever it is broth or seasoning and you know while I come home you know then I can just pop the lid it's done exactly yeah um so it's like it's if you don't prepare to be prepared you're gonna fail like in a sense so it's like just take those baby steps you know you know get right before you go to bed pull something out you know and whatever like you can plan, plan on like, say Friday nights is um, something, you know, like you do something regularly before you go and do that, take 10 minutes and be like, okay, so this week I'm going to make these five things. I'll make an, or these three things, whatever. And I'll make enough so that I have leftovers two days of the week or, you know, whatever it is, you totally can, you know, make that happen. And I don't know about you guys, but like uh, some of the grocery stores by us are really expensive. And so, um, you know, like a lot of times you're like, well, the junk food is cheaper than eating healthy. Um, so like we have found, you know, ways like um, we have a store by us called Aldi and they actually have great vegetables and what, and their prices are fantastic. And so it's like, we know that we can go there and, um, if we, if we go shopping, so we have a big family, if we go shopping like every couple of days, we only have to buy what we're going to use for those few days and then nothing is going bad. So we're not, we're not wasting anything that way. Um, but it's all at a reasonable price. So we're not like, we're not putting ourselves in a tight spot of like, well, you know, eating this like out of a box, like processed food is really bad for us. Um, and so like, we don't, we don't cook that way. We, we make, you know, everything. And, um, you know, like I said, it just takes like some communicating and some like schedule changing and whatever, but it's doable. And even if it's like a time thing where you're like, you know, I don't have time to cut these vegetables or whatever, like you know, spending like a dollar more or whatever, just to get, you know, stuff that's already cut up. And then this way you just throw it in or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like small things like that can, you know, really give you more time and, you know, help you out in that way. Right. And so I think it's really about making sure that you decide, um, what is the most important to you, you know, like, um, is it important to you to, to, to be healthy and to make these choices, or do you want to take the easy way and not figure out how to add that to your schedule? And, um, they definitely make, I mean, they do enough things where they make it easier for you. And so, um, I think, I think it's doable. And if, you know, again, like if people need more ideas on stuff like that, um, 
if you haven't followed our website, um, it's growaheadpodcast.com. Um, we actually have a section for recipes and like ideas and stuff like that. So um, the website's new, but as we like go along, we'll keep adding stuff to that. But, um, you know, one of the things that we'll be putting in there are recipes that are healthy, but that, you know, obviously taste good, but are not time consuming to make, you know, cause again, we both work. So, and we do this and, you know, whatever. So um, we are always looking for things that, you know, we can do. So, um, and we want to share those with you to so make sure that you go out there and like that. Um, but uh, um, do you have advice for anyone who is just starting like a wellness journey? Like what is a good, you know, maybe first step or what do you think helped you in, you know, like deciding, yes, this is what I want to do? Um, I would say like, obviously depending on like what the health issues are and uh when you see your doctor and stuff like that but um figuring out um almost like a pros and cons like chart of um whether it's activities food um different health issues like okay what's triggering this or okay like I notice like these foods seem to make it worse so this makes it better and just kind of like jotting these things down and and noticing like in yourself like okay like I see this I see this and making that list and then just from there like deciding well wow like this thing really affects this part and this part you know really helps boost this part and so I think it's important to like you know notice in yourself like what makes you feel good versus what doesn't and from there you know like going to the store and and you know, even researching a little bit, like, okay, like, these foods help with, uh, with um, kidney issues, or this food helps with, um, you know, this thing, and, you know, from there, trying to incorporate those things, and, like, seeing what you like, maybe you don't like how something tastes, but, you know, it's good for you, finding another way to incorporate it somehow, so, yeah. like, that's important. I agree. I think that's a great idea to, um, keep a list. Uh, so many people want to go into um, changes like head on where um, they just want to change everything all at once. And to me, I think that's the quickest way to fail. Like, um, I think you have to do it in steps. So you can't decide like today, I'm going to, I've never exercised before. I'm going to exercise an hour every single day. And I'm, you know, only going to eat 1200 calories and, you know, like whatever, you can't do it all at once. You have to, you know, break it down because otherwise you're going to be like, this is horrible. But if you, you know, design a plan where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start, you know, eating vegetables in with two of my meals a day and, you know, whatever, um, I think you're going to be way more successful. And then, like you said, incorporating the thing where you're making a list and like, I'm noticing that, you know, uh, my stomach isn't as upset when I eat these foods versus these foods, you're going to look at it and be like, oh my goodness, yeah, I, I can see that those are making a difference. And you're going to continue to want to choose those things where if you don't truly pay attention to yourself, you're going to not realize what is making a difference and what's not. And you're just going to give up and throw on the towel. So um, I think that's definitely important. And I think like too, just like, because something you know, tastes bad or, you know, isn't what you'd normally eat, but is healthy for you, you know, it's important to like, not just go, well, I don't like this or whatever, 
like for instance kale like most people have mixed feelings about kale and how it tastes and some you know maybe you don't eat it like you know in a salad or whatever where it's you know out in the open like that maybe you blend it in a green smoothie and you don't you know blend it with fruit so you don't taste it but you're still getting the benefits that way absolutely and there are so many things like that you can find you know where you can incorporate it um people with little kids you can incorporate it but like make homemade pizza instead of going and buying pizza make homemade pizza and put it under the sauce you know and then or mix it in with the sauce you know then put your cheese on whatever you can get so many different things like ways of making those things incorporated into your into your daily diet and I think that's fantastic too um so um it's just a matter of like your mindset I think yes I want to make this happen and then you can you know come up with a, a plan and with the internet we have access to so many different things to so many different tools to help give us ideas and um you know options and research on things that you know if you suffer from headaches you know um and then the other thing that i wanted to say was that hydration is so important it is so important to drink lots of water every day um water alone if you're drinking enough water plays a role and increasing the amount of water that you drink every single day you'll like automatically start noticing a difference in things so um, our body just needs it to function. So um, definitely increase your water. And the other thing I wanted to say was um, about antioxidants and all the foods that include that have those in there um, and what it does for your immunity and like just feeling like better overall, like, you know, whether you're drinking that um, like pomegranate juice or you're having, you know, vegetables or you're having, you know, something that you know, is natural, that's good for you. And it doesn't, you know, I'm not saying, you know, be a vegan or only plant-based or anything like that, but, you know, it is important to include those in those um, meals and like, not just, you know, like, oh, I had, you know, one carrot stick today, but like, you know, really just um, making it um, a bigger portion of that in, you know, your everyday life and your meals. And so, you know, it's not just well, I, you know, I'm eating a lot of carbs and just protein and you know what I mean? Just getting a good amount of everything. Yeah, I agree. And do your research because a lot of people are like, well, I'm gonna, you know, do keto and be carb free and we need carbs. We just need complex carbs, not simple carbs. And that, you know, that plays a huge role in, you know, how you feel. So, um, learn the difference of what it is that you are putting in your body. Don't just be like, oh, all carbs are bad because they're not. Um, and antioxidants, um, if you you know, don't, you're like, well, I hear about them, but I don't know what they are. Um, again, with the toxins that we're exposed to, we get things called free radicals in our body and antioxidants help get rid of those um, free radicals. And um, when, those, when free radicals are being eliminated from our body, they're not depositing in other areas. So um, I always talk about joints. Arthritis is one of like the big things that it's technically an autoimmune disorder. And by having a boost in antioxidants, you know, you're getting rid of a lot of those free radicals and it can help you, like it can help soothe your joints. So, um, but antioxidants are important for like 
a lot of things and free radicals do a lot of things to our body. Um, like, for example, I don't know if a lot of people know, but cancer isn't something that like you, um, like cancer isn't a, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it's not like a, like a physical, um, let me start with this. So what it is, is like you get a bunch of dead cells in your body and then those dead cells clump up and then that's what forms cancer. So like cancer isn't like, it's dead cells. It's not like, uh, like a physical thing. Like, I mean, you can have a tumor, but it's from dead cells. It's not like its own body of things, you know? So Correct. if you're, if you're eliminating those cells, like antioxidants help get rid of those dead cells and help your body process, you know, that and get it out of, out of your system as waste that can help you, you know, in the fight against cancer, not saying that, you, you know, it's a cure by any means, but it definitely can help boost your system in doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. And I agree. Um, so many people are, you know what I mean? Like, aren't, yeah, don't know that information and just, you know, everything that like ourselves and our blood and, you know, all these things do, you know, play a vital role in like just everyday life. And so taking care of it is huge. Absolutely. Um, so, um, I will look and see if I can find, um, some good educational resources that we can add to our website so that people can kind of go out there, um, and, you know, have a link or something so that they can see what some of the antioxidants do and where to find them, um, like what foods are high in antioxidants, things like that, um, or what foods are good for reducing inflammation. Um, uh, and I'll try and get that on, on our, our website. Um, you know, so this episode will air on Wednesday. Um, I'll try and have it out there at the same time. So if you're watching this, you can sign on and, um, you know, look at that as well. Yeah. And I'll try to find, um, any recipes that I use or have used that, you know, help in inflammation or just general health that are just good for you. Absolutely. Um, so, well, thank you for joining us today and, um, uh, we will keep getting that information out to you. If you have questions, email us at growaheadpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can catch us on um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, or like Nicole said, our uh, email. And you can hit us up there with any questions or comments. Um, but this, uh, we will be uh, uploading every Wednesday as usual. And uh, this was episode three. So. Absolutely. And uh, um, as always, have courage to grow through life and not just go through life. Yes. Um, and so uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys and uh, seeing you uh, watch this in the upcoming week. So thank you. Thank you.